This is the voice of revival. Our mission is to revive the world by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now let's hear the Lord's servant. Do a lot, whether good or evil, is a stage of so much exposure. So we will look at the different aspects to the youthful stage and that will help us to know what we ought to do with this stage of our lives. So the first thing I want to say is that the youthful stage is the stage of many enticements, of pleasures of this world. The youthful stage is the stage of many enticements. And I like the way some people are writing. Those who are not writing, uh, it raises question marks. I don't know how you remember everything, but it's good to write. When you write, you can always refer to it. So I'll encourage you to write. Write down something. Hallelujah. Second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. And I'll prefer to read from either the NIV or the NLT. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. And better still, let's just start from the verse 19. Let's start from verse 19. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are his, and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. In a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for noble purposes, and some for ignoble. 21. If a man cleanses himself from the latter, he will be an instrument for noble purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. Verse 22 is what I mentioned earlier. Flee the evil desires of youth. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Flee the evil desires of youth. There are desires that are associated with being young. There are desires that do not come when you are very old. There are desires, they come because you are young. They come because you have energy. Let's go to the book of First Kings, chapter 1, verse 3. When you read that chapter, or let's take it from verse 1, verse 1, and then we'll come to verse 3. First Kings 1, 1. When David, when King David was old, and well advanced in years, he could not keep warm even when they put covers over him. So his servant said to him, let us look for a young virgin to attend to the king and take care of him. 
she can lie beside him so that our Lord the King may keep warm. Now, David had become very old. David is well stricken in age. And the Bible said that this man, even if they put blanket covers on him, he cannot keep warm. Now, the servants of the king said, we need someone to solve that problem. We need someone who will keep the king warm. They did not go to look for an old person. They did not go to look for somebody who is equally well stricken in age. They went in search for a young person, a young virgin. Verse 3. Then they searched throughout Israel for a beautiful girl and found Abishag, a Shunammite, and brought her to the king. Verse 4. The girl was very beautiful. She took care of the king and waited on him. But the king had no intimate relations with her. Give me the New Living Translation of the verse 4. Now follow me carefully. We are driving at something and it will bless you. I always know that when God brings a word, that word is for someone. Hallelujah. New Living Translation of the verse 4. The girl was very beautiful and she looked after the king and took care of him. But the king had no sexual relations with her. Go to verse 1. Go to verse 1. Now follow me carefully. I'm teaching. So you have to follow. King David was now very old. And no matter how many blankets covered him, he could not keep warm. Verse 4. Verse 4. The girl was very beautiful and she looked after the king and took care of him. But the king had no sexual relations with her. Why? He had no energy. He had no strength. His passions are gone. I, I hope you are following it. So, but David at a point in his life will not do this. David at another stage or point in his life was able to even sleep with somebody's wife. But go to 2 Samuel 11. 2 Samuel 11. I said that the first dynamics about the youthful stage is that the youthful stage is a stage of many enticements of the pleasures of this world. The youthful stage is the stage of many enticements. Many things look attractive. Many things are contending for your attention. Many things are contending for your heart and your mind, including God himself is contending for your attention. Late one afternoon, after his midday rest, David got out of bed and was walking on the roof of the palace. As he looked out over the city, he noticed a woman of unusual beauty taking a bath. Have you, do you remember that Abishag was described as very beautiful? Hello? Abishag was described as what? Very beautiful. In this passage of scripture, the, the woman is equally described as having unusual beauty. Not only is she beautiful, but the beauty is unusual. 
How many of you have seen a woman of unusual beauty before? Let me ask the guys. How many, you know, some, some, some women are so beautiful that even their fellow women say they are beautiful. Hello? Or oh, is it not true? We know that most ladies are beautiful. They say beauty, beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder. But there are some other ones that you see, you are like, hey, this one, <laughs> this is beautiful. Oh. The way the guys are laughing there, they are testifying to the preaching. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for my brothers. They are testifying to the preaching. There are ladies that are beautiful. Not artificial, oh. Not that they have gone to do plastic surgery. Not that they have added, no. They are just beautiful that other ladies can say, ah, you are beautiful. This one too had unusual beauty. Watch this. David got up out of bed and was walking on the roof of the palace. As he looked out over the city, he noticed a woman of unusual beauty doing what? Taking a bath. The thing is unusual. And on top of that too, you are taking your shower. Verse 3. He sent someone to find out who she was. And he was told, she is Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Look at David. Oh. Then David sent messengers to get her. Look at the choice of words. And when she came to the palace, he slept with her. She had just completed the purification rite after having her menstrual period. Then she returned home. But this is it. She came and he slept with her. So easy, so simple. He was strong. He was in authority. He had power. It matters what you do in the days of your strength. Hallelujah. It matters what you do in the days of your strength. Because the days of your strength are days of positive investments. Because you'll not be strong forever. Let's go back to 1 Kings chapter, chapter 1 verse 4. The same David. The same David. The girl was very beautiful. <laughs> Do you see that? From unusual beauty. This one's very beautiful. And she looked after the king and took care of him. This one was actually very close to the king. For Bathsheba, David had to send somebody to bring her. As for this girl, she's living with you in the same house, taking care of you. Beautiful virgin. But the king had no sexual relations with her. Why? The man has not become old. So it matters what you do in the days of your strength. The second dynamics of the youthful stage is that the youthful stage is the best stage to fight the battles of faith and, 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 and walk in spiritual victories. Number two, the youthful stage is the best stage to fight the battles of faith and walk in spiritual victories. First John chapter 2 verse 14. First John chapter 2 verse 14. Look at what John said. I have written to you who are God's children because you know the Father. I have written to you who are mature in the faith because you know Christ, who existed from the beginning. 
I have written to you who are young in the faith. Now give me, give me the King James. Let me read this one from the King James. Give me the King James of this. I have written to, unto you fathers because ye know, have known him. That is from the beginning. I have written unto you young men because ye are strong. And the word of God abided in you. And ye have overcome the wicked one. The young men are strong, number one. The word of God is abiding in the young men, number two. And they have what? Overcome. By the time you see the word overcome, it tells you there is a struggle. It tells you there is a battle. It tells you there is a conflict. But at the young stage, you have the power and the strength to overcome. Verse 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. So this is the reality of the world in which we live. But the strength to overcome lies with the young men. There is a family I went to pray for, and I've been going to pray for that family. And anytime I go, the woman will make reference to where they are coming from. Say, anytime I have a dream, I have a dream that, you know, I, I see myself in the family where we were born. I see myself in the family. I see myself in the family. And I keep encouraging her to understand that she is new in Christ. And there's no power that has control over her because she is in Christ Jesus. But every single time I go, she will bring up that issue. One of the granddaughters was not feeling well. They say she cries a lot at night. We pray, 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 pray with, with, with her. And the thing left. So the girl was now okay and all that. But when I went recently, she brought up the issue again. He said, hey, the girl, she's still crying, you know. Then the girl's daughter said, mommy, but now it's okay. It's better. But the woman is old. Her ability to believe is challenged. Because if you do not cultivate your faith when you are young, it will be difficult to express it when you are old. I'll say it again. If you do not cultivate your faith when you are young, it will be difficult to express it when you are old. Why? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The diligence to study the word should be more when you are young. So that the faith you cultivate when you are young will run with you for expression even when you are old. That is how come you can be 70 years and still believe that God is good and things will work out. Either than that, at the age of 70, you are just waiting to die. Things are happening around you and you don't have the faith it takes to overcome. So if you do not cultivate your faith when you are young, it will be difficult to express it when you are old. Am I making some sense? The third dynamics 
of the youthful stage is that the youthful stage is the period for gaining experiences for future opportunities. The youthful stage is the period for gaining experiences for future opportunities. Psalm 37 verse 25. Now let me do this illustration for you. Let me do this illustration. Now let me get a young person. You are quite young, so you come. And then let me have, say, Eben. Let me worry you, please come. You are the uh, oldest person I can see around. Now watch this. The youthful stage is the period for gaining experiences for future opportunities. I want to show you something. Once I was young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the godly abandoned or their children begging for bread. Listen, as all of us are growing, we are building our profiles from the experiences we are having. And not just the experiences, but how we handle those experiences. Because a day is coming like David, we will have to tell what we have observed from the time of being young and the time of being old. I say it again. The, the things I'm saying, eh, I pray you are, you are soaking it. It's deep. I'm saying that a time is coming where you will testify, where you will tell the generations to come after you. Your profile of experiences, not just the experiences, but how you handle them. So David said, how old are you? Good. So I can, you are not too old. No, somebody don't want us to know their age, but you, I don't, you don't have a problem, right? So he is 14 years. Say, Ben, would you like to mention? Uh-huh. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> Okay, so let me, let me enter the spirit and just gauge an age. So as I enter the spirit and I observe, I see late 40s, 47, 48, thereabouts. Hallelujah. Put your hands, you are not clapping for me. I just entered the spirit. You are not clapping. Hallelujah. So take it that truly, let's say you are 48. That's what I've given you, 48. And you are 14 years. 48 minus 14 is what? Hmm, I'll leave it to you. 30, 34. Good. 34 years. So this is Sir Eben at the age of 14. So come this way. Stand here. At the age of 14, so you are in me. We are doing this thing together. Hold me, hold me. At the age of 14, this is Sir Eben. Mr. Ebenezer Odro, this is him. At the age of 14, in maybe junior high school or senior high school form one. Then you go to 15, senior high school form two. This is Sir Eben here. Over here, a lot of experiences are going on in his life. It can be around paying school fees. It can be around experiences with academic work, whether he's passing or not. It can also be about some of the girls in the school that he's admiring. 
at the age of 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, tertiary institution, University of Ghana. He has entered there. We don't know how he entered. Hold me. Whether it was easy or difficult, but as he is growing, he is having different experiences. And all these experiences are being responded to in diverse ways. And very soon, he will be 48 and will have to tell us his observations in life. Whatever he has to tell us at the age of 48 is dependent on how he handles issues from 14, 15. So maybe when he got to the university at the age of 18, 19, 20, maybe he was moving around having fun or not without learning, or maybe he was sleeping with women, or maybe he was studying very hard because everybody and the things they do with their life. Because our lives are like empty bottles. You fill it with what you want. Hello? I said our lives are like what? Empty bottles. You fill it with what you want. So, life is going on. Oh, you are tired already. This is not premature death. You, are, you, are, you have not even reached 48. Why are you giving up? Hello? <laughs> the guy wants to leave me. That's premature death. Hold me. We are not yet at 48. Even from 48, we are continuing to uh, 88, okay? Yeah. So, he finishes university, does national service, and somehow, in doing national service, maybe people were not getting jobs. Their friends were not getting jobs. But he believed God and got a job. He has gotten a testimony he's holding on to. At that level, he's just 22 or 20, 23. Then life continues. It's at the age of getting married. How did he marry? He believed God. He prayed. He sought for counsel. Then he got a wife. Or maybe he married because when he was in school, he impregnated a certain lady. And the father was a military man. And the father said, if you don't marry my daughter, I'll kill you. So he was forced to marry the girl. A lot of things go on in our lives. By the time he gets here, at the age of 48, another generation comes who are here. And David, now Sir Eben must tell us how he has lived his life. When he was in school, how did I pay my fees? If you're a young lady, how are you paying your fees? Will you one day tell a generation, you come to church, ladies and gentlemen, I want to share a testimony today, hallelujah. I have a mighty, mighty testimony. When I was in the university, it was difficult for me to pay my fees, and I decided to go into prostitution. And today, I've done prostitution for the past 10 years. I've built 10-bedroom house with prostitution. I have done this, I've done that. Ladies, thank the Lord with me. Thank the Lord with me. Is that what your story will be? Or yours will be like David? I have beyond, and now I am old. I have not seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. Because I, at, at a time in my life, my family did not take care of me. My family gave up on me. There was a blessing that was hanging. My father did not even remember 
that I was part of his children. But somehow God spoke for me. And God said, there is yet another one in the bush. And that is how I became. I became the one to receive the oil over my head. That was not all. There was a time I had to go and fight a battle with a man called Goliath. The king told me, David, you are just a youth. You are just a young person. You cannot fight. But I remembered I told the king, the same God that defended me against the lion and the bear, that same God will give this uncircumcised Philistine into my hand. We went into battle and I won. And I remember also at a certain stage in my life, there was a certain lady. And it's like that was the lady, the daughter of the king. And the daughter of the king was interested in me. And I was not really interested in the girl, but I think the girl loved me and was admiring me. And so the king was was envious of me and so the king wanted to use his daughter to trap me and the king said well i'll give you my daughter all that i want is hundred first kings of the philistines thinking that first samuel chapter 18 i'm not telling you stories first samuel chapter 18 thinking that as i go to get the hundred first kings of the philistines i will also die but believer beloved i want to tell you i went into that battle i even brought 200 first kings yet i am alive Beloved, I want to tell you, as I went on in life, there was a time I made a mistake. I slept with somebody's wife. I thought it was over for me, but I went to God in forgiveness, and God forgave me. Even though the baby died, but God kept my life, and I continued to serve the Lord. And God even gave me a son, after that called Solomon, and he continued to rule after me. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you, I have not been perfect all my life, but I have a testimony. Because I decided to serve God, I have been young, and now I am old. I have not seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. As we are going through life, we are gathering experiences, we are gathering our testimonies, we are gathering our stories to tell the generations after us. Question I want to ask you, what story are you building? What story are you building with your Christian life? What will you tell your children one day? Somewhere in Titus, the scripture, you can look, up, look for it for me. So somewhere in Titus, the Bible said, Paul told Titus, said, let the older women teach the younger women. And let the older men teach the younger men. Do you know what Paul was saying? Paul was saying that all that the older women learned and gathered from the scriptures, when they were young, now, let them transfer it. How can you transfer something you don't have? So as you are seated here, if you think your life will matter in 10 years' time, you are deceiving yourself. This is the time for your life to matter. If your life does not matter now, you are really not building a story for the next generation. In 10 years, there's a way life sets examination for all of us. Mm, I'm telling you, there's a way life sets examination. In 10, 20 years' time, nobody will ask you why you have not prospered in life. But life itself will be asking you, so how old are you? You are 50. Mm. How much do you have? 10 CD, I don't have oh. I'm still begging for money. Mm. That is life asking you questions. So, so you, how did you live your life? I mean, any, any money I get, <laughs> I used to buy Gucci. I was having some girls. One girl be chopped my money, so I left me. Me, I don't save you. I just spend my money. Mm. Life is asking you questions. 
you will not hear an audible voice. My life is asking you questions by virtue of the things you see around. There is something I tell people that whether you want to be serious with your life or not, a day is coming you will be serious by force, even if nobody preaches to you. Just seeing the success of your friends around you alone will provoke you to be serious. I'm telling you, why do people say that, well, I'm going to school? I don't care whether training college or, or nurses training or teacher training, whatever. Any school is a school. Me, I'm going to school. Why? Because they've seen all their friends going to school. A day comes and I'm tired. Me too, I must go to school. But it shouldn't be like that. Rather, we should give our lives to Christ. We should submit to him for him to order our steps to where he wants us to be early than for frustration to determine for us what to do. I have been young and now I am old. I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor the children begging for bread. What story are you building? What observations are you building? What profile are you building? Because a generation is waiting to hear from you. Is it auntie, auntie, mommy, mommy, eee, mommy. I went to preach somewhere. One time, it was a program for parents. Then the translator came to me after a woman. He said, man of God, there's something I want to tell you. He said, my daughter has been asking me. Because, of course, she, she, she gave birth to a man and the man is somewhere, they don't know. So my daughter has been asking me, how did I come into the world? Where is my father? He said, man of God, she has been asking me, but any time she asks the question, I just ignore it. I don't know how to answer her. I don't know what to tell her. Why? A time has come. And the daughter is asking, mommy, so how did I come into the world? What is my father? Life has many questions for all of us. But it is my prayer. Now, you see, from, from David's narrative, you realize that the path of David was not all smooth. David had strong moments. David had moments of rejection. David had moments that he even sinned against God. But the way he approached it, his attitude to every stage of life, his attitude to rejection. He was rejected. He was in the wilderness. But watch this. David was faithful with the sheep. So even in rejection, he was faithful. Then he came face to face with an impossible situation, Goliath. Somebody who had been fighting from his youth. Oh, God, help me. Let's read it. First Samuel 17 from 13 or so thereabout. But the king said that Goliath has been fighting since his youth. Take me to 20 thereabout. I don't have the exact verse in mind. But Goliath has been fighting since his youth. So watch this. The testimony of the king, the testimony of the king was that the person you are going to fight has been fighting from youth. But you are now youth. So in other words, Goliath has built experience of fighting from his youth. Does it make some sense here? So David, you want to fight somebody who has built experience from youth. In other words, the youthful stage is the stage for building experience. So that when you grow old, and people are asking you, what can you do? You will tell them, hey, Master, I've been doing this thing for the past 10 years. One thing I've learned in life is that you never have a story if you have not started anything. 
That is why procrastination is a big enemy. If you have not started in 2020, you cannot tell us that I've been doing this for the past five years when it's 2025. When you start in 2024 and it is 2025, you can only say I've been doing it for the past one year. So if you don't start anything at all, you have no story to tell. That's why procrastination is an enemy. Because it takes a certain level of consistency to build integrity. Are you getting it, Anna? Shemapel, Shrews, you understand? Sequoia, yeah. Sequoia quoi? It takes a certain level of consistency to build trust. Because everything new, people suspect it. Everything new, mm, is it true? Is it real? Is it true? Is it real? Is it true? Is it real? But with consistency, you build trust. So, Saul said to David, Goliath that you are going to fight, eh? I know him. He has been fighting since he was a youth. He's a trusted warrior. Then David too said, experience versus experience. You have a natural experience. I have a supernatural experience. I have a God who have helped me to fight the lions and the bear. So even in the case of David, he is not going into battle with no experience. He also have the experience of fighting lions. Whilst Goliath had experience of fighting from youth. Experience is meeting experience. What is your experience? What experience have you gathered? What have you dared to do? How much service are you giving to God? How much attention have you given to your talent and your potentials? How faithfully are you studying in school? How faithfully are you serving at your workplace? How consistent are you in church that your pastor can vouch for you? The reason why some people, when they are going to marry, they don't, their church is not their issue is that nobody in the church can vouch for them. Either they are not consistent, they don't serve in any capacity, they come and disappear. So if it is about testimony from church there, forget it. Because they have not built any story. Please, you can sit down. Hallelujah. The fourth dynamics of the youthful stage. The youthful stage is the stage where one is attractive to both light and darkness. This one will bless you so much. The youthful stage is the stage where one is attractive to both light and darkness. You will observe from the scriptures that when it comes to great men, kings, men in authority, making a choice or selection for very important jobs, they prefer young people. And I'll give you three of such examples. Daniel chapter 1, verse 1. Daniel chapter 1, verse 1. In the third year of the reign of Joachim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. Give me the NIV. We can move from Kojovi now. Give me the NIV. And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, along with some of the articles from the temple of God. These he carried off to the temple of his God in Babylonia and put in the treasure house of his God. Verse 3. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, chief of his court officials, to bring 
in some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility. Verse 4. Look at the qualification or the description of the people the king wants in his service. Young men. What type of men? What type of men? Is it old men? Do you remember that Abishag was a young, beautiful girl? <laughs> Do you remember that? You, you will see many other scriptures. Young, 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 young. Why? Because young people have energy. Young men without physical defects. By the time somebody is 50 years, you would have gotten some physical defects. Somehow. You, have, you would have fallen down somehow. You would have been weak in the waist. Say, Charlie, my waist too. My this But young people are strong. Even though some young people have overused their body. Hello? I said they have done what? They have overused their body. So that though they are young, they are weak physically. Even though they are young, but they are physically weak. If you are young and you keep to drinking, 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 you will be 22 years, but you look like you are 42. Because Kukeke has, has polarized, polarized your life. Tredia Bites. Which one? Joy Dada. Joy Mama. Has taken your joy away from you. I don't go Bites. I don't go Famico, it has really taken you away. It has taken your strength away. Hello? So you can be young, but you are weak. You can sleep with girls, plenty girls. You are just 25, but all your energy is gone. Because the Bible said that there are, there are, there are two things, Proverbs 31, there are two things that takes away the strength of kings. And the strength here is not just physical strength, mental strength, the strength of your vision can be taken away because of women. Your physical, your, your financial strength can be taken away because of women. But you see, it is because the youthful stage is the stage of many enticements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many enticements. There are some people like David. There are some people who, they may be womanizers, but some women will never move them because the thing that will make them to be attracted to the woman is dead. They have grown. There was a man I spoke to before who, who he's, he's 50 years now, but at the time we spoke, he was around 45 there about. And he wasn't married. Then, we're talking about marriage, and he said to me, Oh, Master, I'm not in a hurry to marry you. Because whatever I will see in the marriage, I've seen it already. Do you understand? I'm not in a hurry to marry. Because what I will see in the marriage, I've seen it already. His mental strength is weak. Because to him, all that it is about marriage is sex. So if it's about sex, I've had my experience already. There's no need to marry again. At the age of 45. Now he's 50. Young men, uh -huh, let's read it. Proverbs 3, 31, 3. Do not spend your strength on women. 
your vigor on those who rule kings. The kings there, now watch this. Oh my God, this will bless you. Lemoyle, that the, fact, the, the mother was advising, was not at this point a king. Get this revelation. He wasn't a king. But what the mother was trying to let him know is that the greatness of your destiny is not in the eventual position you assume. But the greatness of your destiny is in the original plan of God for your life. So, for example, before our president, Nanado, will become president, when he was born, he was a born president. I don't know if you understand. So, you are 14 years seated here. There's a possibility this young man sitting here is a president in the making. But if he thinks that he's just 14, so he will mess up drinking, sleeping with girls, having fun, he will kill the kingship in him, so it will never even come out. So when he was telling him that women destroy kings, he was not a king then. But he was trying to let him know that even though you are young, there is something bigger inside you that you must protect. That's a challenge for many young people. Because we are young, we think that, Charlie, we can do anything. But there is a greatness buried in you you must protect. Another example to give you, Joseph. Joseph was tempted at the age of what? At the age of, oh, Joseph, at the age of 17, he had the dream of where God was taking him. At the age of 17, the temptation also came at the age of 17. What did I say? The youthful stage is a stage where you are attractive to both light and darkness. God gave you a vision at 17. Satan brought a temptation at 17. The same period. Two different things are happening in one person's life. At this stage of your life, when a message comes, when Papa preaches, you feel the fire of God. You are energized. You really want to serve the Lord. You want to do a lot of things for God. But at the same stage of your life, one slay queen is against you on Instagram. At the same stage, oh, one slay queen is between you. One slave queen is between you. But at the same stage too, when you listen to the word of God, you're on fire. You want to serve the Lord. But at the same stage, Joseph received from God. This is where you are going. At the same stage, Potiphar's wife, watch this. It was after 13 years that he became a prime minister. But at the age of 17, he had to decide where he wanted to be in 13 years' time. So, even though I've not written it, but I write it down. The youthful stage is the stage of decision-making. It's a stage where you decide your future. So, all of us sitting here, we are deciding our next 10 years right now. Never think that you are young. Never think that, Charlie, I can do whatever. No, 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 no. You are building tomorrow, today. There's something I said that there is no future except the one you create. If I eat anyhow today, I just eat any food I see today, and tomorrow is Monday, I have running stomach. I didn't get running stomach on Monday. I actually got it on Sunday. But the manifestation is on Monday. The things I ate anyhow today is giving me a Monday of running stomach. 
I don't know if you understand. The Monday of running stomach was created on Sunday. Joseph's place of nobility was decided 13 years back when he said, how can I do this against God? Let's go back to the scripture we're reading. Daniel chapter 1 verse, verse 3, verse 4. Young men without physical defect, one, two, handsome. The king was not born again. No. The youthful stage is a stage where you are attractive to both light and darkness. Obia Pel. Obia Pel. In, 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 in Equatorial Guinea, you can't say Obia Pel. Everybody like you. How do you say it? Everybody like you. Toros take care. Toros take care. Obia Pel. Everybody like you. Toros take care. Obia Pel. Toros take care. Is that not it? Toros take care. It's like this, eh? Forgive me. Toros take care. Handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, ability to grasp when you are taught, retentive memory, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, intelligent people, quick to understand, well informed, well informed, well informed, not an ignorant person, well informed. Quick to understand and qualified to serve in the king's palace. This statement there, qualified to serve in the king's palace, is talking about character. It's talking about what? Character. Because if you are going to serve in the king's palace, the, you, you, you cannot behave anyhow to fit for the king. So you must be fit for where you are going. Listen, this, this thing will bless you. It's a principle that will help you even at the workplace. When Joseph was pulled out of prison, Genesis 41, when he was pulled out of prison, what happened? Before he would go before the king, they shaved him. He took a shower before appearing before the king. Because if you are appearing before the king, then you must look it. You are not appearing before a farmer. You are not appearing before a carpenter. You are appearing before a, 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 a powerful king. So you must look it. Hello? You must look it. He said, qualified to serve in the king's palace. Did you, did you get it? So, okay, Genesis 41, 14. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph and he was quickly brought from the dungeon. When he had shaved, he shaved, oh, shaved armpit, shaved everywhere. And changed his clothes. He came before Pharaoh. He wasn't in the prisoner's clothes. Cloth there is talking about identity. Cloth is not just this. Cloth, everything you wear stands for identity. That's why a police person will wear their uniform and nobody will tell you that this is a policeman because of identity. That's the same way you will see a prostitute. Nobody will tell you this one is a prostitute by an identity. That is why it is dangerous for a Christian to dress a certain way. Because without even talking to you, people can form impressions about you. So it matters how you look. Because how you look gives you an identity. He changed his clothes and came before. He changed his clothes and came before. He changed his clothes and came before. I want to teach you something. If you want to go very far as a young person, you must understand the language of authorities. 
I said, if you want to go far as a young person, understand the language of where you want to go. Let me give you another example. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 18. First Samuel 16, 18. All right. Now, this is where, I, I'm teaching you something. This is where the king, Saul, was looking for somebody who can play the instrument very well for the evil spirit that was tormenting him to go. Right? Then, one of the servants answered, I have seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play the harp. He is a brave, he is a brave man and a warrior. Do you see that there's another profile given here? In Daniel chapter 1 verse 4, a profile was given, a description was given for the kind of people, that, the kind of young people that can be in the king's palace. When we went to Joseph, Joseph also could not just appear before the king anyhow. He had to shave himself and change his garment. This is David now going to appear before the king Saul. He is also not just appearing anyhow. A profile and description is given for the kind of person he is. One of the servants answered, I have seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play the harp. So he knows how to. He has the skill. One. He is a brave man and a warrior. Confidence. Two. He speaks well. Three. He does what? He speaks well. He speaks well. He speaks well. You cannot be in the king's palace. You cannot serve with authorities when you talk anyhow. There is something I've observed. Sometimes maybe I'll go somewhere with somebody and then it's like the person is trying to talk more than me. And in my head I said, are you? I won't bring you again. The person doesn't know how to hang around men in authority. Leaders. He speaks well and is a fine looking man. Do you remember Abishak was beautiful? Do you remember also that the young man in the book that I was looking for must be good looking and handsome? Do you also see here that one of the qualifications of David was that he was a fine looking person? Though the spirit is important, how you look physically also defines you. It can open doors for you, it can close doors against you. Taking you through something so that you see the dynamics. How you look. It can open doors for you. It can close doors for you. Doors against you. But watch this. The key thing is this. And the Lord is with him. Number five. He carried the presence of God. So you cannot say that. Well, I'm a Christian. I pray. Even as I go for this interview, I declare I am going with the angels of the Lord. I command and declare. Let the king favor me. Let the people, the panelists favor me. Very important. But he was good looking also. But he was confident also. But he had a skill also. If you put this profile together, you cannot be denied. You can't be denied. On the other hand, you can also say, oh, I have the skill. 
I am confident. Look at my hips. I'm wearing the best heel for the day. I know that these men in authority, if they see your backside, they just love you like that. I am going to impress them. Can't you see the way I'm wearing the suit and the tie? I'm very handsome. I've gone to crop my, my hair. I'm looking very powerful. I will get this job at all costs. But it's the Lord with you. So the Bible says false balance is an abomination unto God. You need all. You need all. You need all. You need God to be with you. You need the presence. But you must also look good. You must also be confident. You must also have the skill. You need all. You need all. You need all. You need all. Let's go back to Daniel chapter 1 verse 4. Daniel 1 4. So you see the descriptions that are given there. Well, go to Esther chapter 2 verse 1. Another place where men in authority are looking for a replacement. Look at what they were looking for. Later when the anger of the king Xerxes has subsided. Now, when you go to the chapter 1, that is where Vashti, the king's first wife, disobeyed, disobeyed him. And so the, 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 the council said, you know, let's sack this woman and bring another person to be your wife. And later when the king's, the anger of the king Xerxes has subsided, he remembered Vashti and what she had done and what he had decreed about her. This one, maybe in February when we are doing the relationship talk, we'll visit this scripture. Because <laughs> this verse is too loaded. He remembered Vasti and what he had done and the decree he gave. So, three things he remembered. The person the error, the decree. That one is for February. Verse 2 is my message. Then the king's personal attendants proposed, let a search be made for beautiful young virgins. Do you see that? Do you see the repetition of certain things in all the scriptures we are learning? Beautiful young virgins. Beautiful has to do with your physical appearance. Listen, you cannot just say, oh, anything goes on. How you look appears. Young, youth, energy, energy. Great men love good things. I tell you what, great men love what? Good things. Why is that all these kings are not going for old women? No, they want a young lady who can come around there. You know, yeah, oh yeah, do you understand? They want young girls who are very strong, who can dance, eh? can dance, <laughs> different kind of dances, young girls who, who, that is why it is dangerous to be a young lady and misuse your body because your husband in the future is going to be your king. And when you are appearing before your king, who is your husband, you must not appear with a body that has depreciated because of promiscuity. You must preserve your body for your king, that is your husband. Hello? Somebody who is not your husband 
should not abuse your breast now whilst your king is waiting. Why are you quiet? And virgins. Hello? And what? I don't know. I believe today in our world, if the king were to be looking with this same criteria, he would still find some, right? From the church, oh? Hello? The way you are not responding, why? There are no, nobody qualifies? I'm saying, I'm sure the king will still find some people. Oh, if you agree with me, the king will find, will give a wave. Will the king find? Hey, I'm on for the bro. You shouldn't come here. <laughs> but what does virginity stand for? Let me tell you. What does virginity stand for? It's not just about somebody whose hymen is not broken. There are a lot of people who are virgins. Technically, their hymen are not broken. But the things they have done, they are more terrible. But I'm not even going to that aspect. What does virginity stand for? If somebody is a virgin, it stands for high moral standards. Forget about your hymen not being broken. Because if somebody is a virgin, it's taken that the person has not lowered her moral standards to sleep with another person. So virginity represents or stands for high moral standards. That is why you may be listening to me right now and you are technically not a virgin, but you can be a virgin again in the sense of what the word stands for. High moral standards. So from today you must have high moral standards. Virginity also represents respect and honor. Respect and what? Honor. Another day I'll give you more of that. But it stands for something. This is the qualification the king was looking for. Let's look at the last one. Let's look at the last one. The last example. Okay, we've even seen it already. That is 1 Kings chapter 1 verse 1 to 4. We have looked at it already. Okay? So, this is the dynamics of the youthful stage. You are attractive to both good and evil. Good people like you. Bad people also like you. David was described as also good looking, right? So you can be handsome and serve God. You can be beautiful and serve God. You can have the hips. Hips is not for evil slave queens. Hello? You can be beautiful and do what? And serve God. You can be handsome and serve God. Joseph was also described as what? Handsome, good looking. Genesis 39 verse 10. I'm sure it's verse 10. Genesis 39 10. Uh, go to 8. Go to 8. Go to 8. Go to 8. Go to go to 6. Go to 6. Go to 6. Uh -huh. So he left in Joseph's care everything he had. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was what? Well built. Who told you six packs is for humanizers? No, no, who told you? 
Who says six packs is for those who humanize? No, 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 no. Six packs is originally for those who serve God. The devil has always the, taken the counterfeit. The original is for God. The counterfeit is for the devil. Six packs. My brother, it's not an error to have six packs. Come. No, you come. Look at this guy. Come. Is he not handsome? No, you come, come, come. come, come. Clap for him. No, is he not handsome? The guys don't answer. I like the way you are smiling. I, your smile changed suddenly. No, I'm talking about you. Yeah. Is he not handsome? Come. You're so beautiful. Come. Come. Clap for him. Clap. Is he not beautiful? Can you see the steps? Now, everybody own. Everybody the brutal. Is he not handsome? I don't know if you have six packs anyway. <laughs> but he's handsome, right? Is it an error for a handsome person to serve the Lord? To walk in power? To walk in holiness? To hear the voice of the Spirit? How will it look like if this young lady here, is she not beautiful? I don't like people who pretend. I'm the preacher man. I'm telling you she's beautiful. Anna. Or you can't see. Or you are seeing men like trees. Your eyes are open. You can see clearly to the glory of God. I'm not saying see and say, uh, this one, the man of God, I brought her out there. And maybe our God is speaking to me. I didn't say that. Can you imagine this lady holding microphone and preaching? She's holding microphone and singing to the glory of God. Can you imagine this lady meets guys who think that she's, her beauty is to be used to the service of the devil. And she looks at them and says, you know what? Everything I have is mine. For the Bible said, nothing do we have that we were not given. I am beautiful, thank God I'm beautiful. But it is God who gave it to me. You know what? I'm beautiful, but my beauty is not for harlotry. My beauty is to serve the Lord. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. But she can be deceived to think that this beauty is to take pride. I, I, I wouldn't go there. If I, I would have entered into a place in Daniel and, and teach you why many people are using what is God to serve the devil. Because the king, hallelujah, I see my senior man coming. I know I have to close. Hallelujah. The Lord is on our side. I, I'm feeling the thing, but we have to close. Put your hands together for Jesus. Put your... <laughs> But, but let me close with this one. The, the Belshazzar, Belshazzar, in Daniel chapter 5, Belshazzar, the Bible said that he was having a party with the wife and the concubines, and they were drinking from the golden vessels that belongs to God, but they were giving the glory to the devil. They were using something that was for God, but the glory was going to the devil. So this lady also can use the body that was given to her by God to the glory of the devil. But that is not how it ought to be. She needs to understand that Joseph was handsome and well, well, well built. David was handsome. But all these people serve the Lord. Acts chapter 13 verse 36. The Bible said after David had served his generation, he died and went to be with disciples. So you can be beautiful, you can be handsome, you can be well built, but there's a generation for you to serve. God bless you. You can take your seats. Hallelujah. When we get the opportunity, we'll look at the remaining dynamics of the youthful stage.
Shall we be on our feet as we pray? Thank you for listening to The Voice of Revival. Join our live transforming youth service from 11 a.m. every Sunday at the Revival City of the Hachu Atomic Road, Boshe Mangolane, Naman Road. Our postal address is AN12219, Accra North. Our email address is akwogrm at yahoo.com. And our website address is www.globalrevivalministries.org. For copies of this and other messages, kindly visit the Revival Store located at the church premises, Revival City, Hachu, or call 055-3070-288, or log on to our website, www.globalrevivalministries.org, to make your orders or to download video and audio messages. God richly bless you.